Hey, Anna. Hey, Mike. I got to tell you, once again, Billy's coat, since we've been using Parble, is looking amazing. That's great. I'm delighted to hear it. That's yeah. brilliant. And guess what else I noticed? What's that? <laughs> well, the last time we were together in a Sabingsi, he seems to have a spring in his step now. Interesting you should say that, because I've so noticed that as well. Plus, he doesn't carry his back left leg at all at the moment, because, you know, he's got that condition, leg calves, perves disease. Uh, so, <laughs> leg calves, perves disease. It's quite a long... Say it fast three times. <laughs> leg calves, perves disease. <laughs> leg calves, perves disease. Mm. So it's a really long name for such a small little dog to have it. It's very common too, isn't it? Yeah, it does affect a lot of terriers. And it is totally curable, but it just means his left hip joint has been removed and his little leg is attached to his body with his muscle so again you can see how the collagen will be working as a structural protein to really strengthen everything you know around that area so his kneecap and his hock and all of those muscles that hold everything together for him but he does whiz along he does i've noticed that i've noticed that quite a it was, it was quite remarkable and it's all down to parable and the collagen well, it's an added supplement that we've been giving and the results seem to be related to when we've been giving the collagen. So whilst that's perhaps not a total scientific study, I would say it's strong anecdotal evidence to suggest that pourable works. So if people want to get pourable, how are they going to get it? At? Well, they go to their website, which is pourable.co.uk. And our listeners, don't they, Mike? They get a special discount. So what's that again? They get 10% off the first order if they put in the promo code a dog's life 10. A D O G L I F E 10. So easy. Just a dog's life 10. Brilliant. And it's pawable, P A W A B L E dot co dot UK. Hey, Mr. Binks, you know it's mandatory for you doggies to have a microchip. And you understand why it's so important to keep your chip details up to date. Well, that's why we're jumping on Zoom now to talk to Debbie Matthews from Sampa and Amy Wick from the new Pet Database, which offers a safer, more efficient and above all free way to store your doggy's microchip details. And it's all to celebrate National Check Your Chip Day, which is tomorrow. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Debbie Matthews and Amy Wig, welcome to A Dog's Life. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm so excited about this because Debbie and I certainly have known each other for many years, haven't we, Debbie? Really, since you began the campaign for vets to get scanning. Yes, I, I, well, my dogs were stolen back in 2006 and I think I met you a couple of years after that. Yes, that would have been right about the time when um, Barking at the Moon on Radio London kicked off. And yes, and that was really when, you know, well, your case particularly highlighted that, you know, there were some nasty people around that were more than happy to steal people's dogs. It was quite unheard of back then. I had never heard of it at all. And uh, hence the reason my dogs were in my car. I had I'd done that for years. My whole family had. You know, you you often you left your dog in the car and would say nobody will go in my car because I've got dogs in it. But to yeah. actually have your car window smashed and dogs taken 
um, was a real wake-up call. And since then, obviously, it's grown and grown and grown. Yes, it really, really has. There's been so much campaigning. I mean, I suppose dog theft really hit the mainstream, not that it wasn't mainstream before the pandemic, really, but it was the pandemic that um, I think drew politicians more aware of the whole awful state of affairs. And um, with great MPs like Sir Ian Duncan-Smith, who has been on this podcast, taking the reins to try and really make pet theft a specific crime. But unfortunately, I know there's been lots of other things on parliamentary's agendas, but um, nothing's really happened. Um, Debbie has it well the the bill within within say in it was going to be put into the police crime and um, bill that was has been passed and gone through into Parliament but when Robert Buckland was moved and Dominic Raab came in suddenly the dog abduction offence was put into the animal welfare the kept animal welfare bill and that's where it is still now. And they promised us in November that it was going to be a specific offence. So we're now waiting for the kept animal bill to work its way through Parliament. Jordan Shelley has actually just started a petition to, because this doesn't just affect pet theft. It's the crop tier bill. It's the smuggling puppies into um, the UK. There's a load of laws which have all had the petitions, the the MPs have agreed it's all there, but they haven't made it law yet. And we're waiting for DEFRA to have the time. Um, and you don't want to be sitting on that long with, with dog theft still carrying on today. You want the deterrence in place today to stop the dog theft. Um, and it's very frustrating. It, it is. It is frustrating. And obviously central to all of this, really, is is the microchip. And of course, you know, it's it's mandatory. I think it became law in 2016. And that's all hailed as being like this massive solution to so many problems in dogs at the moment. You know, dog attacks as well. You know, accountability for your dog. You know, discussions of linking microchips to bringing back the dog license. Indeed, it really to promote more responsible dog ownership as well but that also hasn't really come to to fruition either but it is true though Debbie that the chip when it works it really works and has helped reunite countless dogs and their owners even up to you know seven years of being separated. Yes, talking about Flash, who's just been yes. registered, which highlights the problems that I'm very pleased Amy's here to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Flash was um, stolen seven years ago and the owner has just got him, him back home. And uh, what happened was a year ago, a very kind lady rescued Flash, who'd been used for, oh, I think it was actually Flash is a girl, sorry, because she'd been used for breeding. And... Um, saved her, kept her, took her to the vet to get her microchip checked, nothing on her microchip, and kept her. And a friend of hers sent her a poster, a, a dog loss poster that she had, because we, there's lots of people on Facebook who reshare old missing dogs constantly to keep the dog in people's minds. And somebody sent the lady who had Flash the poster, and she sent it straight away. And she looked at it, and she thought that... That is Flash. I know it's Flash contacted the owner and the dog is now back. But what it turned up was that the micro microchip had no registration, which means the database had lost the registration information. 
And that's one of the big problems. A couple of the big databases changed their systems a couple of years ago, and they've just lost God knows how many. I mean, I constantly am seeing people saying, I can't get through, I can't make contact with the database. They won't tell me. I've got to re-register. So some of these people have actually paid for a, a premium service, which is sometimes about 18 pounds, and they've then got to re-register their pets. And they don't know if that the database is going to hold them or anything. So when Pet Database turned up a couple of months ago, we couldn't believe our eyes. This, this is like the answer to every problem that we've had with microchipping industry. Well, for me, it's about 16 years I've been campaigning on this, trying to get it right. So um, maybe Amy can explain about what Pet Database do. Yes, absolutely. Amy, you know, I'm thrilled that you've joined in this conversation because, you know, it's something, all of these different databases, you know, I mean, one, I agree because the first database I registered, Molly, my first miniature bull terrier with in 2002, doesn't exist anymore. And we're with another one now that's quite well known. Um, but keeping your chip up to date isn't always as easy um, as people think. And then this worry of systems crashing, which of course technology crashes all the time, then just, you know, for someone like me, I'm, I'm quite prone to being a bit anxious. <laughs> um, it, it's not a good look, Amy, is it? No, no, not at all. Um, it's, it's it's funny, um, Debbie. I think when we met, I, I got we got the, the biggest grilling ever because I think it was the first time a um, a pet database or like a microchip register had actually engaged with um, the Stolen and Missing Pets Alliance and actually reached out to Debbie and to Daniel Allen, like Dr. Dan, and just sort of said, "How can we help?" I mean. Our, um, just to give you a little bit of context, we're a we're a newly newly launched um, pet database, fully DEFRA compliant. Um, we're one of now nineteen, I think, which is um, they're all run completely separately, totally private enterprises. They don't share their data. They all charge owners different amounts of money, um, and so we. I mean, we've been in the pet space for a while in a different guise. So we also run Tailster, which is a, a, um, a pet care marketplace. So we understand really how to how how to manage data correctly and accurately. Um, and we were brought in to work in, in, in behind the scenes with one of these said bigger databases. Um, and being a pet owner myself, I mean, we're as passionate about our pets as we are about the businesses that we run you know even it's more about the pets I'm entirely honest and we saw just the all of the issues that were just being swept under the carpet and you know like we 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 thought this is just crazy we we can do this better no one's really properly serving the pet owners you know we 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 did some research ourselves we we um put a survey out and we had over over 2,000 pet owners came back totally from all parts of the country like no, no, no affiliation to the microchip agency, just random pet owners. And it was just stark. It was some, some of the things that we were finding was just corroborated by this data. It's like one in three people don't even know what register their, their pets on, you know, and, and, out, and out of those that do, one in four is still registered with the breeder or, and, you know, and then, and then there's 30% of those that aren't with the breeder, aren't even chipped, at, aren't even registered at all. So it, it like really became clear that this this is a this is an issue. It's a huge issue, and it's something that you know for a database company to 
to be charging people to, to update their data, yet have no accountability for the accuracy of that data. It's just insane. It's just for us, it's, 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 it's turned into what was a nice business idea to a proper movement and a proper, this is a, this is a real purpose we have here. And we, we, we kind of knew from the beginning that this was important, but the more we dig into it and the more that people sign up to pet database and the closer we work with, you know, with Debbie and also with dog lost, um, you know, they're, they're, they're fully, fully in partnership with us now as well. We, we realize that, you know, we've got a small voice. We're just a tiny, tiny database against the big giants that have been doing this for 15, 20 years, whatever. But, you know, there's a, a real need to make chips count. You know, this this is bigger than just us. This this has to this has to turn into a movement, which is why, you know, doing these things is super important. Educating pet owners is like the single biggest thing we can do. And Amy, to make it human, if you like, to yeah. um, stay in touch with these people. You know, I'm lucky I've never had a pet stolen. But, you know, I have an issue in that both of my bull terriers have had their chips migrate, you see, down mm. the front left leg in both yeah. dogs. Um, my vet actually shouted at me saying, you know, don't you know that it's mandatory to microchip your, your, your dog? when I took Prudence in just a couple of years ago for something and um, I said yeah well Prue is microchipped no she isn't I said no no she is why don't you just scan her left leg sure enough you know the chip's there which also proved that they hadn't tried to find a chip by the way so yeah I mean it's there's so many levels on which it's all wrong but I agree in terms of the complexity to change your details on on these databases you know they make it seem like it's so easy and I can honestly vouch for it that it really isn't and it is expensive particularly if you have more than one pet. You know, I have three. So that's three eighteen pounds or whatever yeah. every time. And you know, Debbie knows I, I moved house three times in a very short succession. Um, so, you know, it, it all adds up. So, so, Amy, so explain a bit more then about your database. I mean, it's brilliant that you've yeah. launched and it's brilliant you want to make change and, and help people like me. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And that that's the point. It's about putting owners in the centre. You know, it's about putting pets in the centre of what we do and really being sure on our purpose. Um, but I mean, what does that actually mean? So for us, to, to it's your legal requirement as a pet owner to keep your chip details up to date. Most people don't realise that. And, you know, the biggest motivation really is to keep your pet safe. But nevertheless, there is a legal point here. Um, yet, the other databases charge people just to do what's right by their pet and to fulfill their legal requirement, which just feels just right. It just feels dubious and morally wrong. But also, I don't even know if it's I don't know. I don't want to say if it's legal or not. But for us, it's just like this is these businesses are run. They're, they're fleecing owners for doing the right thing. So we've kind of flipped it on its head. So we we don't charge owners anything. We don't charge rescues anything. We don't charge anyone in the whole microchipping sort of process any money to register with Pet Database. So, I mean, of course, it's free for owners to sign up, to make unlimited changes to their to their records as many times as they want in their, lifestyle, in their lifetime. They can put all of their pets in one place. So it doesn't really matter if your breeder told you you need to go to pet log or you need to go to identabase. It, it doesn't, the chip's not important, it's the data. So we take care of the data. So you can put all your pets in one place, know that it's completely safe. 
it's um it's completely flexible you can update it whenever you want so that that's our commitment to owners but also to um to rescues as well because it's a similar it's a similar situation for rescues so they now have 19 different databases that they have to update records on when they need to rehome a pet and it just and some charge the rescues even money so it just it's just was a complete nightmare for rescues as well so we've we're working with rescues now and we're working with charity see how well we can put all of your data in one place and manage that it's what we do well so you know everyone asks like well how can you afford to do it for free yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah, go no on. yes. i know it's like where's the where's the catch exactly it's like well you know in every other industry you have advertising right simple in, in but not in the microchipping agency so simply all we do is we have lots of pet brands food brands insurance brands who want to advertise to pet owners so we will allow so when you sign up to pet database you can choose whether you want to receive this information or not um so you can say i'm not interested but also we we you know we we have lots of pet um brands that want to give freebies and do trials and and, and offers so it's kind of like a perk system so it's actually a real positive if you do sign up because you can get money off your food brand or whatever so so that that's how we do it it's a really simple it's a really simple model which works in every other industry but not in the microchipping industry because it all seems to be a little bit gray and shady but it's just a really simple model which exists everywhere else you know yeah yeah no of course i hadn't even really thought of it like that i mean debbie this all must be music to your ears i couldn't believe it when i first spoke to amy and um indy it's just incredible because this is it was like talking to myself because i know all the problems yeah. um and what they were saying to me was like yeah that's right yes that's right yes let's go that's it so i i was in that was it fantastic and the other thing that amy hasn't mentioned is that if you have got a missing or a stolen pet if your microchip registration is checked, you will be pinged. Right. Which is a I wonderful yes. add-on, you know, because then you know that your dog is somewhere and then you can make steps to try and find where your dog is. But I that's another you very reminded me of that, Debbie. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's great. It's great. <laughs> so 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 just go back on that a bit, because I have actually begun to register prudence with you, Amy, actually. I just have to dig out her file, which has got her microchip number, or you know, um in there somewhere to add that in and what have you. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I probably will move everyone over to you actually. Um as right. yeah, yeah, as this sounds yeah, I'd love to support new. This sounds like a really good idea. So, okay, so take me through it again. So your dog's been stolen. You're completely frantic. You've rung all the vets in the local area. You've got posters going out on Dog Lost and, mm -hmm. and so on. And you're tweeting like mad and so on and ringing up your local radio station. So how will you be pinged? I mean, how, yeah. what are the guarantees that the, the chip is going to be scanned? Ah, so so there's there's two things there. There's is the chip going to be scanned? So we can come to that in a sec. Um, but when the chip is scanned, so all of all of the DEFRA compliant databases, they all work with a kind of central information point, and every DEFRA compliant database has to include a chip checker. So like or a checker chip, it's often called. So if you go to Petlog 
Facebook's homepage or Identabase's homepage or Petrack or whatever, there'll be a there'll be a, a, a space, a, a, a section where you can enter your microchip number and it will tell you which database that chip is stored on. Yeah. And and that that's one of the requirements to be DEFRA compliant. So at that point, when when so a pet is registered with pet database, at that point, at the point that their information is entered into a chip checker, we know from pet database that that chip has been searched for. So we can we and all databases know this. It's it's not like we've we've done something special. It's a it's a piece of information that every database knows. We are choosing to share that information with the owners so that they know that their pet's details have been looked up or searched for. So it's, it's basically keeping them informed that there's been activity on their pet's microchip, um, which is which is just a really simple piece of technology that any database can do, but we're choosing to put that information in the owner's hands because of course it's vital if your pet's gone missing or it's been stolen. Right, yeah, so then you could work out that, oh, I, you know, vet, yeah. vet over there has exactly. scanned Prudence's chip yeah. if they managed to find it down at yeah. Or yeah. yeah, and what a lot of people are doing just to te- test it out, which you absolutely do, when you, as soon as you sign Prudence up, get her chip number and put it into any checker chip just to test it. And you will see that if you put it in, you'll get pinged, you'll get an email almost instantly after to your address to say Prudence's microchip number has been searched on this database. So it, it's just, it's, it's, it's peace of mind so that, you know, if anyone's, you know what people are doing with your chip details. Well, that's good. But how do we take that then to finding where the chip was scanned? So then that depends on the person who's skipped. So we're talking about a pet professional, so a vet or a, or a rescue or a warden, they will sign up. So if they scan your chip and they see it's on pet database, they access the admin area of pet database. So this is where all the professionals will go to enter their details. Um, and so it's, we only share the information of the, the pet's address or the contact details with a, uh, an approved pet professional. So it's not it's it's not available to anyone. You have to sign up to pet database just as you do to pet log or identity. You have just so that you can access that owner's information. So at that point, we know who scanned it. Right, brilliant. And then would I get pinged again yeah, to yeah, let me know? Time, yeah. yeah. So then I could just jump in the car and pick up my dog. Uh, yeah, or you would need to contact them or they would contact you. The point is it, it, it's proactively in the space of the the vet or the warden to then contact you because they will know your details. That's generally how it would go. Or more often than not, because we're walk, working really closely with Dog Lost, we would share that information. We'll talk daily about if there's any pet database pets that are with Dog Lost. We would always advise people to, to register with Dog Lost as well. Um, just just to really go be belt and braces because they're ultimately the people that are going to do the groundwork of calling the wardens and linking it all up because that's what they do really well. I know Dog Lost is absolutely amazing, isn't yeah, it, they're, Debbie? They're, they're incredible. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I mean, so Debbie, yeah, I mean, this is exciting, <laughs> isn't it? It is exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm so delighted to be chatting about this. To be honest with you, gosh, so Amy, I hope you've you know notified people at a government level. Um, I guess Defra must will know yeah. about you. Have they, you know, gotten back with positive feedback? Yeah, so everything that we, because obviously what we're doing is kind of flying in the face of what 
are the agreed processes by the other databases. And the, the situation is DEFRA is kind of there at a very top level from a compliance point of view, but there really are, because it's, it's. I mean, again, I don't know if I can say this or not. It feels a bit like the wild, wild west of, of, of databases. And it feels like there, there are a lot of processes that are being made up and changed that are not DEFRA approved between the databases themselves. So they kind of decide this is how we're doing it. So obviously we've come in as a free database um, and we're challenging the way things are being run. And we're saying, hang on a minute, this isn't working or that's not working. So we've been really clear that at every turn, we um, we consult with DEFRA um, and we make sure that what we're doing is in line with with um, with them and they're they're happy for us to proceed in that way. So absolutely, there are, there's the um, the deadlines passed now, but we 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 put in a pretty robust uh, contribution to the consultation on microchipping, um, just because you know we can we understand the technology and the managing of the database part, and most of the other databases are they they sell chips. They, they have like a third party tech agency that may or may not improve their database, but they're not in the business of ac accurately managing data. So, um, and they're, they're not all the same, but but the biggies are, are where the real problems are. But, but yes, uh, that was a long answer, but yeah, absolutely. Everything we're doing is very much in line with, with what DEFRA and we, we're making sure we're getting everything rubber stamped. Yeah, um, no, it's brilliant. I mean, I think... ultimately, the, I mean, ultimately, the point is the data on that chip does not belong to the chip company. It belongs to the registered keeper. So yeah. they, they can choose to put that data wherever they want. Um, but of course, it's upsetting the apple cart because people are choosing to move their data to pet database. And so that represents a, a, a revenue loss. To these other databases no of course of course it does we're, we're not we're not really the favorites of the other databases but but at the same time it's working with like debbie and the sampar and dog lost and the rescues we're starting to onboard it's that's that's the that's the power of the coalition it, it's not about us it's about everyone together you know so we could change this yeah yeah, Amy, it is about doing what's best for the dog as well yes, at the end totally. of the day, it's you know. I'm passionate about the dogs. It's like, I can't believe that there, there are databases and they're, you know, they're crucial in the reunification of these pets, yet they they barely even pick up the phone to call the owner. You know, we like we've we we have we, the only time the owners are being contacted now is to say, Why are you leaving us? We'll give you a cheaper deal. It's like this is not an insurance salesperson. This this is this is this is pets information. This is really important, you know. Yes, and I, I think it's brilliant. Um and also I, I guess as well, you know, technology has moved on in twenty years. So Absolutely. being able to have so much more flexibility around databases I guess it's empowering and so forward thinking of you Amy as well because in a way everyone with their own newsletters on on their websites it's kind of a database isn't it at the end of the day yeah, yeah absolutely that and you know it's 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 the the not the challenge it's the challenge slash opportunity it's like there's nothing particularly sexy about microchipping and when you own a pet it's the last thing you want to have to think about you know, so unless someone really spells it out to you that this is your responsibility and if your pet goes missing, you know, if they can't be reunified with you within 10 days or seven even to say, I'm not sure, I think it's between seven and 10 days, you know, it could end up being rehomed, it could end up, you know, owners don't realise this and when they do realise they're getting charged. So, um, yeah, it's how do we make, how do we make um, data 
be an important part of the responsible pet ownership because most most pet owners want to do the right thing by their pets you know they they absolutely do but they're just unaware of what that is or they they've heard what their vet has said or their breeder has said and like not pointing any fingers there's just a lack of clear information within the space no I mean brilliant and I guess the others you know it's it's a lot to have 20 databases for for one one thing if you like so I mean would then um Amy you know so say someone has stolen your dog and then the dog's cut its paw and so this villain's taken the dog to the vet and the vet does just scan it and your system then as far as I understand it will flag up this dog is missing or stolen you've got the dates of when the chip was last updated yes yeah, which could then tally to a, um, you know, a, a fast-thinking vet. It could all add up, thinking, "Hmm, not sure this is quite right," and that's something that other databases don't do. No, they, they, they that information can be shared, but it's not currently. Gosh, you would, you would have to call the database up and find out. And you can't often get through. <laughs> no, no. And, and again, it is, it is putting, as you say, on the responsibility on the vet. So then what do they do with that situation? But I think where, where the missing and stolen information becomes super important is when you sign up to Pet Database, we will instantly contact your existing database and say, are there any flags? So you're protected straight away. That's fine. But we will contact your existing database and say, we've just had a request from X to register this pet. Can you confirm um, if there are any anomalies or, or if this pet is missing or stolen? Because obviously that's that's the most important piece of information. You don't want people to be taking a, a, a stolen pet and re-registering it in their name. So that's something that we do. We check with the other database and then it's to that database to confirm and corroborate that information with their registered keeper. Um, So that's where the missing and stolen piece of information is really key. Yeah, no, amazing. I mean, really doing absolutely everything that you can. So, no, I'm thrilled about this. So, Debbie, have you moved your dog over to the pet database? Yes, Pepper is now registered on Pet Database and I actually shared a post this morning about it and I actually uh, screenshot because they actually say to you, um, Pet Database say to you, you have moved Pepper to Pet Database and I screenshot it and that's the post I put up that she's now on Pet Database. But I'd just like to mention, Anna, that um, dog thieves usually sell dogs on. They're not the ones who go into vets and it's the unsuspecting pet owner that has bought a stolen pet, has no idea the pet is stolen. Um, So it's a shock to them as well as the vet. Um, What the vet should do is contact the database straight away and say, we've had this dog in. And then the process will then start for the registered keeper to get in contact with either a lawyer, the police or whoever, or the new owner via the database and things will be sorted out that way. Via the database? Yeah. What do you mean by that exactly? Well, because if, um, so someone, the microchip database holds the data of the new owner Mm -hmm. that's come into the vet practice. So what has to happen to get that information, you have to go to the police or a lawyer to request that information from the database. And then you can start proceedings to get your dog back. Unless the owner says, 
oh, I had no idea, I'll return the dog. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But you still have to contact the don the database so that you know that that dog's been in there. Well, that's assuming that the new owner has put a chip in. No, the new owner won't have put a chip in. They'll be living on the old chip and that chip will be registered to the original owner. So you're talking about uh, somebody who's bought a dog. Um, they've gone to the vet for the first time. That dog is scanned by the vets and the chip shows up as a missing dog. That's when the vets are obliged to contact the database and say, we've just had this dog in. Sometimes the vets will automatically just phone the new owner. Um, but there is a process in place for if that happens. But dog thieves don't steal dogs to look after them and keep for the keep them they're stolen to make money from no of course actually yeah 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 silly me of course <laughs> and indeed they've all earned a lot of money from it <laughs> well as um, you were saying during lockdown um it was remarkable how many dogs were stolen because the number of the, more people wanted more puppies mm. so it was you know feeding their puppy machines the to get more puppies out there, which was quite shocking. And that's what, what it was highlighted during COVID, the dog theft problem. Um, in a way, the dog thieves did us a favour because that was seemed to be the only crime that still carried on. Yes, and, and it did raise awareness to people who, you know, don't own dogs or, yeah. you know, so to a uh, really big public level. I mean, it was on the 10 o'clock news, which, uh, you know, for the first time ever. Um, yeah. So it was a, yeah, a good thing in a way. I mean, in a way, every cloud has a silver lining. Yes, you know. I know. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's a bit like social media. I mean, it's brilliant in terms of, you know, putting messages out when a dog um, goes missing or is stolen. Um, it's one of the more useful aspects of it in in my view as well gosh so debbie amy this is all so terribly exciting i can't wait to do a screenshot as well actually and post it once i um, f um finish the transfer and uh, so amy look out for mr binks gremlin and prudence who will oh, be joining the pet database um family <laughs> oh you'd be very welcome yeah we all have to make chips count yeah yeah let's make chips count and that is actually the name of a campaign isn't it or is it an awareness day that is tomorrow yeah so so the the broad the broader the broader campaign that we, we're working on with with sampo with dog lost is make chips count but actually the day tomorrow it's national check your chip day so we're using national check your chip day as an opportunity to really drive awareness about the broader issues of, of microchipping. Um, so yeah, so we're working with quite a few of our new rescues that we've just onboarded, which is really exciting. So they'll be talking about it as well as um, I'm sure Debbie will be joining in the conversation as well as well the, 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 the massive team of volunteers and coordinators at Dog Lost as well, who are full, full advocates. So we're hoping, you know, it's the first year we're doing it. We're hoping it's a, it'll start to increase the volume and then we'll just add add more voices to that. So anything you can do to help would be really helpful. <laughs> oh, no, consider it done. Well, gosh, thank you so much, Debbie, Amy, for joining um, A Dog's Life today. And I can't wait to let's speak in a few months and uh, get the full, full update on how everything's going and um, how the pet database is literally expanding beyond belief. Hopefully we'll have taken over the world by then. Yeah. <laughs> <Please> yes. <God. laughs> yeah. Absolutely. No, I think it's brilliant. So thank you again. You're really welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Anna.
our show, Mr. Binks. What did you think? Yes, I know. I am going to transfer your details over to the pet database ASAP. Yes, you're right. It is time for Woof of the Week. <coughs> Keeping your chip up to date couldn't be simpler with the new pet database. And it's free and packed with extra features. Go on, transfer your pet now. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, go on, rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts. Thanks again, of course, to Debbie Matthews from Sampa and to Amy Wig from the New Pet Database. All the links are in our show notes. Thanks, of course, to Mike Hansen, my producer. Find out more about him and his company at Pod People UK. I'm at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr. Binks? Yes, you're right. We will be back in your feed next Sunday. So why don't you subscribe now? Because it's also totally free. And that way, you'll never miss another show. Bye for now.